0: Welcome to Accelerating Your Dental Practice, a podcast with free expert advice to accelerate your practice's efficiency, growth, and profit. Here's your hosts, dental management consultants and friends, Malika and Michelle. Welcome back to another episode of Accelerate Your Dental Practice. Welcome back. (laughs) You know, our Loyal listeners and welcome for the first time, listeners. Today, today's just Malika and I chatting about the back to school scheduling slump. And I find this interesting because, like, first of all, I feel like it just summer just started <laughs> now. Yeah, nice, already, yeah. already talking about uh back to school, but I know every practice feels this, regardless of the the timing that people go back to school. I know, like I was talking to somebody earlier today, they say their kids start school first week in August. I know a lot of people start like the middle of of the middle of August. And I know here in Massachusetts, a lot of the kids don't go back to school until after Labor Day. So it kind of like trickles through the month of
1: September. It does. And for us in in DC area, we used to go after Labor Day and now it's third week of August, definitely my kids are not happy about it. So it's, it's an adjustment. I feel like we're no longer on, on the same wavelength. Every state county is now doing their own thing. So I think, as you said, from beginning of August to Labor Day, I think is is the tracking that we're seeing right now.
0: Yeah. And, and I know, like, let's start off with like the pediatric practices and orthodontic practices, because that's where it it hits the hardest with those kids because that's the patient base. And many parents are hesitant to pull their kids out of school, like in those first couple of weeks, even the first month of school. So they're really looking for those after school hours
1: and they're limited. They are. And that's what becomes the, the you know the hot cakes. Everybody wants those. And I have an office actually that day for the first month after school, they to take two days that they open around 11 in the morning versus opening at eight and they go as late as 7.30 because they've learned really benefits their patients, the families, and also the the practice because then they don't have that huge gap where patients don't want to come in because they don't want to miss the first month of school. Let's be honest, if you guys have kids, you can relate to this. I don't like my kids missing first month of school because they're getting acclimated to the teacher, the schedule, supplies, and actually they're excited to be there so we try to avoid missing school. So it's like, what can we do to be creative, to continue to be able to be productive and at the same time, you know, keep the patients happy?
0: Yeah, I think that's a that's a fantastic idea. And for many offices, like you can plan that like ahead of time. So you just know the month of September or even like, you know, the last couple of weeks of August that you do that. So everybody on your team can
1: prepare to adjust their schedules as well. Yeah. I, I think, and I and, I, and for the pedo-orthop practices, I know some of you will do, like your, some of your training during that time, OSHA, HIPAA, it's the perfect time. You need to do training, you need to do team building because you guys just gone through the craziness of the summer and you're ready to kind of take a, a breath, but I'm sure your staff still need hours and you guys want to be productive. So if you get those big gaps and you guys know what I'm talking about between 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. when there's almost no patients on your schedule, those are a great time for, those kind of trainings to be scheduled so that, you know, I don't know, maintenance of your equipment. I see a lot of CPR classes being done during that, done during that time. And sometimes even your staff might say, you know, I, I don't mind having a breather during that time. And, you know, if you have hygienists in your practice, they can you know run a report of your, they're on schedule hygiene and start calling them clean, getting back to a routine because I know a lot of times for pedo and ortho, it's like survival mode during the heavy summertime schedule. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and I do know a lot of like established PEDO and ortho offices that, you know, they tell their team like nobody can go on vacation in July and August or certain times because they know how busy it is. Like if you want to save your vacation till like the end of August when it starts to slow down or that first week in September, it it is helpful to the office to do that. The other thing I was thinking is it's a great time to to kind of look at your ground marketing and, and targeting maybe the babies, you know, especially if you're pedo and you do, you know, frenectomies, tongue ties, things like that. Like those, those kids aren't in school. Some of the daycares where like you can get some of those kids in because they're maybe going all year round versus just starting in school. So there's some marketing opportunities there, whether you're, you know, targeting them via Google ads or Facebook ads, or you're actually going to some of like the mommy groups or marketing to the pediatricians to try to get some of those kids over or even to some of the daycares during this time to help fill the schedule during those slow hours when the kids are in school.
1: That's very true. And, um, you know, those little ones, parents prefer to bring them when it's quiet. You know, they really appreciate that because, you know, I I joke and say when the the kid is nervous, the mom is nervous. So. (laughs) You know, it's, they like to have some privacy. So they don't obviously as you guys, a lot of you won't schedule them anyways at three or four o'clock when is the, the the you know the chaos of the practice happens when there's high volume of patients coming through the door. So if as Michelle shared, I think that's a great idea to bring them during that you know slow time, as I said, the slump of September. And when you can interact with those preschools daycares during that time and have know, dress like a tooth fairy, do whatever you got, you know, I'm sure you guys have all the great ideas of what you can do for marketing, but getting in those places will get you hopefully some new patients in that age group to come in.
0: Yeah. I also know, you know, September is a great time to kind of look at some of your end of the year campaigns, email blasts going out to patients, especially if they have dental benefits and uncompleted treatment to start like, you know, reaching out to those patients, they might not necessarily come in in September, but you want to start communicating with them because you know how what happens. Everybody waits until like, you know, the middle of December, the last week of December. And they're like, I have a thousand dollars to use. What do you mean? You can't get it all done in four days.
1: Yeah, it's true. And, I, and actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like most offices think they need to send that blast out in October. And then they turn around and say, I can't even get them in this is crazy. So I think starting sooner is better because at least you can utilize those phone calls coming in to try to get those patients in September versus, you know, November, December, because you send in October, then a domino effects And then they, they everybody just suddenly remembers that they got to use their benefits before the end of the year. And you, you're just spread too thin trying to get everybody in.
0: Right. And that works for both pedo and general yeah, practices, yeah. Um, trying to get those people in. And, you know, I have some, some practices that they, they know, you know, the, the common terminology is it's it's September, like the production is just not going to be good in that month because even for the adults, they're not in school, but they may not be able to come like immediately after work like they used to, because their kids are now in sports and they're trying to adjust to the new school schedule. So they may be delaying treatment too, but doing some kind of incentive. Something that we can do to like get them in, you know. And, you know, again, I'm going to use like a little disclaimer here. It depends on your insurance participation on this, but like, you know, doing a, maybe a discount on like Invisalign to get them in, or definitely if you do something with like facial aesthetics where there's no insurance involved, like something to get some of these people in that's a little bit of a higher dollar production for you that we can do during the day or even even at night, like just to incentivize people to come in in the month of September, like something that's really catchy
1: to them. Yeah, that's such a great idea, which triggered to remind me that I had an office last year, they sent a blast out, I think maybe towards the end of August for this was a pedo orthopractice to get mouth guards for their kids that are starting football, which was and it got them so many patients to come in. Cause then yeah. somebody on the team shared it with the, the school, the school then s- printed it out. So I ended up getting a bunch of new patients and a bunch of mouth guards that were easy to make. And it was fun because it just definitely brought a buzz into the community. So being creative about that, just think about what is it that maybe you would want during that time or what can, what is it that people want, but they couldn't get to it because they were so busy during the summer vacation time or, or you just couldn't get them in because you were focused on more, Bigger treatments during the the summer, you know, busyness.
0: Right, and and I also have noticed, you know, I I hear day in and day out, we're so booked, we're so booked out. Like a new patient can't get until January. We're booking out until November, December. It's really the time in September to be reaching out to those people. Like even if even Mm -hmm. if they said they didn't want to be on your ASAP list or your Sooner if Possible list, this is the time to say, you know, we've had some changes in the schedule. We never have cancellations. We have changes in the schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had some changes in the schedule. And, you know, we did notice that, you know, you were booked out a little further than the hygienist had wanted to see you. I do have an opportunity for you, you know, this week in September. Would you like to come in sooner? Because then that also <laughs> frees up that time towards the end of the year when you need to get all that rush treatment done to help
1: maximize the benefits. Yeah. And you also from there figure out who who is your true active patients? Because, you know, we always, and one of the things I always tell my clients, like you need to know what your, tr-. sometimes I feel like um, my clients are afraid to inactivate patients, <laughs> but I'm like, you need to know what your true active patient number is. And by doing that, it's going through those recall lists and reaching out. And people move, you know, people might, you know, change and move to another state. Maybe their insurance plan changes. And because of the insurance that you don't take, they just decide they want to go now. People have their own preferences. But I think it's important to know who is your true active patient number, because as you're doing ground marketing, then you can see what you can focus on. And when you have that time during the slow month of let's say September, that's the perfect time to tackle those things.
0: I think that's fantastic because on a daily basis we're just running around, like putting out fires, trying to fill the schedule, fill these holes. This is a great opportunity. I nobody wants downtime in their schedule. But you know, it it is a little bit cyclical in dentistry. Like, you know, oral surgeons all the time, they're like, oh, it gets a little bit slow. But you know, like the summertime and the Christmas break is always the busiest time for them. There's opportunities throughout the year for them to be like marketing, going to see the specialist, general dentist, all of that stuff. So using this, like don't think of it as like a loss of production. I mean, you are losing production because you're not seeing patients, but you're also trying to build production for the upcoming months. By taking these steps of, you know, doing some additional marketing, going through these lists, really finding out who your active patients are, staying on top of it during a time that you you actually have time to do it. Because I talk to people all the time and I'm, you know, I'll say to them, How how much time did you spend working on the recare list? Oh, well, I might have spent an hour this week because it was just so busy and I couldn't do it in between all the patients checking
1: in and checking out. Yeah, that's true. And I think, as I say, like we, you guys spend so much time working in your business. It's great to have that time, even if it's just a day or two, or one day, four hours a week in September to work on your practice. It brings, sets you for success, not only for the rest of the year, but also for the coming year. Because let's be honest, before we blink at Thanksgiving, and then we're talking about holidays, and then we, you know... People take vacation, people are kind of disconnected in December, let's just be honest. And before you know it's January and you're ready to go and you had all these great ideas that you wanted to put into place into your practice, you just don't have time to do it because you can't get maybe your team all to be available on the dates you want in December. At the same time, you're trying to get all the patients that want to come in to maximize their benefits because they went MIA for six months before that. So I think that September time is not just like, what can I do to get more patients in the chair for that month alone? But it's like, what can I do? to set my practice for success for the rest of the year and the coming year. Because before you know it, literally, we're September's end of Q3. We're on quarter three. It's about to finish. We have only one quarter left, which is crazy that you were even talking about this right now. But then it's like, before you blink, it's 2024. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And, and you bring up a great point. I do have a lot of offices that like will have a, a planning meeting with their team. In September and kind of talk about like, you know, if you're a startup, like what growth do you want in the following year? Or if you're an established practice, like, is there any new services that you want to enter, like any courses that they should be looking looking to take, or, you know, are you going to change up a bonus program, have new incentives? Like, what does the team want to do? It's a great time to also, like, do some team building and bonding. One of the activities that I love to do at the end, towards the end of the year, and September is, is Pretty much the end of the year is like doing like a vision board type thing with the team. Like, what do you want to accomplish in the next 12 months? Like in 2024, what do you want to do? So now you're making it an activity for everybody and you can put some practice goals there. You can put some personal goals there. And we're supporting the team, things that we can't always do in our one hour a month staff meeting or, you know, every day when we're, we're, you know, just on that hamster wheel seeing patients.
1: Yeah, that's actually a really, really good one. And I I always say like, write down as a practice owner, your vision for tw- like, say 2024. And then it's really cool to go back and read it end of that year, because I do it for myself. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes I forget what I wrote. And I'm like, Oh, my God, I did that. I couldn't. I I I didn't even think about that. So it's crazy what you put down at the moment, and you just kind of close that, you know, notebook or whatever, and you put it aside. And then you, I remind myself, and then a year to go back and see all the things I wanted to accomplish. How much did I accomplish? And half of it I don't even remember I wrote. To be honest.
0: (laughs) And then you surprise yourself. You're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I'm like, "Oh my god, I did that. That was really good."
1: So yeah, that's actually really the vision board is a great great idea cuz it's it's also is creative. So it's not just like writing something down. It's like they, they get really involved. They probably cut stuff off magazines and paste them on there and and then they some I'm sure some offices maybe put it in the break room on the walls and they can look at them. So, I mean, depending on how they do it, but that's actually that's a great way to get them involved.
0: Yeah, and then you're celebrating like the milestones with them. Right you know, and, and the doctor should do it too, you know, because you have some, some of your own milestones. I know working with a lot of startups, one of the big milestones is like, when are they leaving that associate position? When can they like be full-time in their office and support themselves? And that is a day to celebrate. So yeah. like that date should be put on there. I, I'm a firm believer, like you put it out in the universe, it, it'll happen. So I think using September, like don't get all upset, like it's going to be a terrible month, you know, use it to plan for the rest of the year, and what you can do for next year. Because if you know that it's historically a terrible month, you want to plan to overproduce in the month surrounding it. Definitely looking either side of a a slow month. And, And I know for everybody, September's not always, like some people have a really good September, but everybody has that month throughout the year. So it might not just be because of the back to school slump. It could actually be June when people are getting out of school and people are like, Hey, I'm going on vacation. I don't want to go to the dentist.
1: Sure. Or like their kids having exams and end right of the year and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to worry about bringing them out of school for a pedo or if you're a practice, for example. So, it, and I, and I, what I recommend is look at your September of last year, and see what your numbers look like that, or how was your schedule? How many patient days or patient hours did you have? And then reflect on that and see how you will do this September. Mm-hmm. And honestly, my recommendation is that that's how you go from planning. Okay, I only worked fourteen patient days, and it was very productive. I don't need to do sixteen patient days. Yeah, now that those are the things is about the planning and what hours did it work best? Should I have that late hour day? Should I do a big break in the middle? Should I do three days of training? What should I do for 2024 September so that I can plan it from now and put a plan in place? Because as crazy as it sounds so far away, but when you when you reflect on what your success or the challenge you had for that slow month of the year before the year you're in now, you can plan better for the following year.
0: Absolutely. And you and you want that plan in place as soon as, as you possibly can, because in dentistry, we're, we're living in six-month increments. Yeah. So before yeah. you know it, we're already talking about September of 2024.
1: Yeah. And honestly, telling your staff how you want them scheduled for those September months. Because if you tell them in May or honestly six months before for September, guys, I really want you to focus to fill these hours first. Yeah. Cause you know, when they're scheduling, sometimes it's just very robotic, but if you give them directions of what you wanted to, your ideal schedule look like during a slow times, because you want to plan for training, or you want to close earlier, open late. It's a lot easier than then going back and moving patients around. Sure.
0: And, and the historical data is really, really important. Like I was talking this morning with a pediatric dentist. Now she's she's only been open a little over a year, but we looked last year and in August was her best month. She had the most new patients. It was her highest production because everybody wanted to get the kids in, right? Especially in pedo, the kids have to, a lot of kids have to have like an exam before they can go to school. So she I think she saw 72 new patients in August of
1: 2022. Wow, that's
0: nice. It is today is what July 28th and she already has 74 new patients scheduled for August of this this year. So August is a big month again it's so far going to be her best month.
1: Right. of right. the
0: year. So for her we know like nobody takes a day off in August. <laughs> Right. And if we have to extend our hours a little bit, make some accommodations to get those people in, that's great because we'll overproduce because we know we're going to have that slump in September.
1: Which then balances things out for that quarter.
0: Yes. Yeah. So it's, yeah, again, you know, I think we all talk about it all the time. It's that working smarter, not harder, like, you know, prepare for it. And, Nobody wants to sit around. Nobody does. But you take advantage of it. Like you do marketing. You take, like you were saying earlier, Malika, like the, the CE stuff that you need to take, the the CPR, the HIPAA, the OSHA, like plan all of it for then because you know it's going to be slow.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have a She She's so good about it. Every September, I see it on her schedule. She has her CPR and it's because it's like she sets it up. The person is coming on site to train, knows it. They do an audit of all their instruments in September. They evaluate what they've ordered up to end of August and see how cost-effective it is. What should they plan for the rest of the year? So all of that is evaluated in September, not end of the year because they don't have time in the year. And it all lines up well. Like, okay, do we need to do maintenance on our autoclave? Do we need that? They literally go through all of that and they're ready to hit the ground running in October. And it kind of goes through for another year till September, and then they do it again. Yeah, that's
0: very, very smart. And like, we do that with a lot of things, right? You know, Mm -hmm. we probably set times in our schedule, like, hey, I want to reach out to the insurance companies and renegotiate my fees, or I need to increase my fees at the beginning of each year. Maintenance, we do it with maintenance, like, hey, the autoclave has to be maintained, or like, on a quarterly basis, we're supposed to do this it's really smart to to do that. And certain things that maybe only have to be done once or twice a year, really looking at the, the slower months. And regardless of the platforms, the practice management softwares that you use, you can easily find that data. You can easily find like, where did I have, you know, the least amount of production? Where did we work like, you know, The least amount of days or have the most holes in the schedule, more cancellations. So you can go back and look at that and then kind of predict, okay, it's probably gonna be the same for next year. So either I have to work really hard, increase my marketing activities to fill that schedule, target different types of patients, different procedures to help fill the schedule, or take advantage of it as you know, administrative time, which is is just as productive because it helps, it helps you become more efficient. When you are seeing patients,
1: yeah, hundred percent. And like you know, uh, some offices are different. I have offices where I do they do raises a different month than they do reviews. So if you're that type of office which that works works really well, I think actually do your reviews in September. Yeah, the perfect time for you to do your check-ins with all your staff. Do your reviews, have them fill it out, meet with them one on one. You know, get engaged with them because you, you've been going super crazy for X amount a month. Now's the time to do the check because end of the year, as I said, it doesn't happen. I've seen it. People, it's a great idea. I personally can't even get to it. I'm like, <laughs> I want to do all this stuff in December. It's like December flies by way too fast.
0: Right. And then you're, you all of a sudden you're into the beginning of the new year and things are forgotten. And then you have the employees come knocking on your door saying like, yeah. Hey, you forgot about me.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So yeah, it's a slump because maybe you're seeing fewer patients, but you can take advantage of it, you know, to prepare and and just make your practice better. You know, a lot of us, when I think about it, like I do my planning, I, I tend to do my planning like on a quarterly basis, every quarter I'm looking at like, okay, what do I want for the next quarter? How am I already at my goals? So I think in, in a dental practice though, we don't tend to do it until like the very end of December or the very beginning of the year. And at that point, like a lot of things have already been set in motion.
1: Yes, for sure. For sure. People are in different mindset, you know, depending on people come, like usually motivated from the, you know, the holiday break, but they want direction. Right. So it's great to be have all that planned when you're slow and implemented and people have set expectations and the energy is high and it was excited. So then it flows better, too.
0: Right. So, you know, I I think the theme, the theme of today is like, you know, yeah, I know it's going to be tough. It is really going to be tough. And it's especially tough, I know, for the practices that are just starting up, that are, you know, haven't been open very long. It's it's hard because, one, you might not have that track record to see what the previous year was like. Right. But, you know, we kind of know it's an industry-wide thing that happens. So, you know, how can you best prepare and make the most of it? And know that it's not a forever thing. It lasts, you know... 30 days, maybe a little bit over, like it just depends on when everybody does go back to school, but you still can make the most of it. And I've watched offices that take it seriously and prepare for it. And either they still end up having a great September because they've gotten creative and gotten some like, you know, full mouth rehabs in. That have been waiting or focusing on some of the like invisalign and cosmetic stuff that you know people have been waiting for extending their hours a little bit like they've gotten creative for that month in order to make it happen and then i've seen other offices that just blow it out of the water the month before and the month after
1: yeah and i think what you said was key is making the most of it you know i think that's that's so so important Versus panicking and saying, I don't know why this is, it's not just you. This is where we're talking about it. But it's the planning is the key component here. You know, what are you gonna do during that month is gonna help you for the rest of the year and that year that's coming up. Right.
0: And like you just said, like it's not just happening to you, ironically. And and I don't know if it's the same thing happening with your clients, Malika, but every single one of my clients that I spoke to like this month has said this has been the worst July that they've had in years. And I firmly believe, (laughs) I firmly believe it is because like everybody doesn't care now. Like they are traveling. People are wanting to get out. It's not because they can't afford it or don't want to do it. They're scheduling, but they're scheduling in August. They're scheduling a little bit later because they're like, you know what? I'm going away with my family. I'm taking a long weekend. I'm taking the week off. They're taking advantage of it. So I think, you know, the first couple of days in July, when I was talking to clients, everyone was like, oh my God, my schedule looks terrible. And then I started looking at dental intel and I'm like, it's everybody. It's everybody right now. And I think
1: I had just told this to a couple of clients. I'm like, I think this is the first year people are actually traveling, traveling comfortably since COVID. I should be honest. I mean, they're saying, I mean, it's all over the news and you see it on the internet. Europe has the highest influx of tourists they've ever had since 2019. Yeah. That tells you enough to know what's going on. So yes, money might be tight and people, but people are taking trips locally by car, by plane, by trip, whatever it is. But they're like, you know what? I just, my f- I've heard people say this is my first family trip since 2020. Right. And they want to do it, and they I mean, and that's why I think, and a lot of people, I think, honestly, have hoarded their PTOS too, <laughs> and they're like, I gotta use it, and like, yeah. I have to something like my husband has four weeks because we gotta go somewhere. Yeah. So those are the people that are taking these trips in July because some schools open early August and they need to, their kids to be back, or they have high schoolers. I know from my own son tryouts. Yeah. I need to be back the first week of August for tryouts. If they're not there, they might not make the team. So there's a lot of factors that come in play that we got to keep in mind. But I think, yes, this July has been pretty interesting.
0: It's, and you know me, I'm on a plane like every other week. And
1: yeah.
0: and there I have been on more flights lately that they have oversold. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. More flights that they have oversold. Time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. amazing. Like I remember flying like a year or two ago and like the flights were half full and now like the every flight is like every seat is taken they're given away like if you can take a different flight they're giving you lots of money to be able to do it so i think that's what kind of what's happening in july but i also have noticed and with a lot of my clients looking ahead august is like almost back to normal august will be fine september will take that dip and then and then we'll be fine for like october november december but you know it's so yeah it's the back to school slump but it's also like I mentioned earlier, like make the most of it, take advantage of it. Don't think of it as a negative thing. Like it can really yeah. be a positive thing for your practice, for your team.
1: 100%. 100%.
0: Yeah. I think we can get through this. And you know, I would love to hear from, from offices saying like, you know, what have they done? What are they doing that's unique to them to like help get them through this, like back to
1: school slump? Yeah, it'd be great to know if we can share it with our, with our listeners, because I think it's important. Everybody has, I mean, I feel like everybody has such great ideas. And I would say your idea can help another practice and vice mm-hmm. versa, because I learned these ideas from my clients sharing with their staff members thought of something they tried it and it went really well. So yeah. it's great to be creative.
0: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And you know, I think it, it could help, like like you just said, you know, sharing those ideas to help somebody else get through a little bit of a slower time for them. So I would love to hear it. Like, you know, when we release it, Malika and I all have it on our, our social media. And I would love to hear some of the unique things that you guys get to to do to help you through some of these, like these scheduling slumps that we have. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for listening today. We're we're looking forward to many more upcoming episodes and hearing from, from our listeners as to what they can do to help get through this. And we will see you next time.
1: Let's see you next time.
0: Thanks for joining us on Accelerating Your Dental Practice. To connect with Malika and Michelle, visit czardentalconsulting.com and affinitymanagement.co and learn how they can help you accelerate your practice even further.